Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Yeah, this morning was a little bit different um, in that, I mean, I'm here uh, supposed to be uh, speaking about fasting because uh, each year um, we take some time to, to come and seek God's face. It's, it's a good thing. Um, and, and we'll get to that. But I didn't want to just come and uh, I just felt that I didn't want to just come and, 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 and teach on that. Um, it's all good. But um, yeah, I, I felt that um, in Psalm 34, it says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. You know, that's a, I'm not really into New Year's resolutions, but that's not a bad one. That I will extol the Lord at all times and His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord like the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. What a thought. And if you seek God, He answers you. And He delivered me from all my fears. If you've got fears, if you're carrying fears today about the future, God is the God who can deliver you from your fears those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. I want to speak to you today if you're living with regret. Let's not kid ourselves. To some degree, every one of us are. We've got things that we regret in our life. However, the Bible says that those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. God does not want us to walk in shame. God, we were never, we are not designed to walk in shame. I thought you might be a little bit happier about that, but I'm happy. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. Wow. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him and He delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah, if you're here today, I don't know. I don't know if everyone here knows the Lord. I suspect not. Maybe some of you have been coming, maybe just on the edge, just looking in. But here, the psalmist says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Make a decision. Stop being on the edge. Stop looking in. Stop waiting for the perfect scenario. Stop waiting for everything to get itself sorted. Newsflash, it's not going to get sorted. You're never going to be ready. You're never going to be right. You're never going to be perfect enough because we can never be. That's why Jesus died on the cross. He did it all. He finished it all. That's why He said from the cross, it is 
finished. But the responsibility falls to you to taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in Him. Fear the Lord, you His holy people. For those who fear Him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. It's a great scripture. It's a great scripture. I felt that um, just a couple of things. Just, I will extol the Lord. It means I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Um, just as we were worshiping, I felt that I wanted to, to pray over over this, and I, I, I agree, we've been talking about a new year. I don't know why, but somehow it just feels like God's got our attention that about this next decade. He's going to do something in this next decade. But I was just thinking that I wanted to pray over, I wanted to pray over words. I wanted to, to prophesy and release words. Uh, lyrics, worship songs spoken word, poems, books, scripts, articles, blogs. I wanted to release words. I don't know, hey, I don't know what it, what it means, but I, I think that as I speak that out, some of you, it, it strikes a chord within you because some of you are the ones that God is going to use to release those, those words. So uh, I want, I'm going to pray. If, if any of that, you know, ministers or, or speaks to you, there's something in you. you you've, got, you've got worship songs in you. You've got lyrics in you. You've got book, a book in you. You've got books in you. You've got a poem in you. You've got a spoken word in you. You've got an article in you. Yeah. Whatever, everything to do with words, I want to invite you just to stand where you are because I want to pray. I want to pray that God will supernaturally do something. If you're still sat down and you're thinking, well, that's not me. I'd like it to be, but it's not really me. If, if you're saying it's not really me, but you'd like it to be me, you should be standing. Yes. Because I'm not just praying about what is, I'm praying about what isn't. I'm calling out what isn't so that, so that it will be. Some of you, some of you, God is going to renew your mind. He's going to give you a new, he's going to give you a new mindset, a new understanding, a new revelation. Let me say something to you. I think there's something powerful in the fact that we, we need to engage with the Word of God. Not as a dry book not as a religious exercise, to understand the Word of God is the way God speaks to us. He speaks to us with the Word. He speaks to us through the Word. It is as though the ink is still wet on the page. He speaks to us. And, and as we read His Word, He will release words in us. As we read His Word, He will release words in us. Not, not those words, but those words will fuel a fire. 
that will release words in us. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I pray over every single person who is standing here. Lord God, I, 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 I prophesy songs and new songs. I prophesy lyrics, the spoken word, poems, scripts. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I, I, I prophesy that God, you would just cause rivers of words to flow in the name of Jesus. Anointed words, words that set people free. Words that set the author free, but also will set the listener free in the name of Jesus. Words that will minister, words that will bring peace, words that will bring hope, words that will, will soothe a weary soul in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of encouragement rise up in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, we pray for, we pray for uh, words that will move a generation. We pray for words that will move a generation in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that You will do with this moment only that which You can do in the name of Jesus. Father, as You have inspired this moment, that You will move in heart, in people's hearts in the name of Jesus. And that, Father, that they will begin to exercise it in the name of Jesus. They will begin to, they will begin to write in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. If I want to encourage some of you, I want you to, uh, your homework from this moment is to go and buy a book, a notebook, and carry it with you. And every time, and believe God that He's going to give you ideas. And don't shoot down the idea before it's had a chance to get root, take root. Just write down, if it's a phrase, if it's a line, if it's, if it's a verse, Write it down, just write it down, leave it and then come back to it. But, 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 but just start writing. Don't just wait for, for things to, don't just wait for things to come to you. Uh, but, 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 but trust God that He's, gonna, He's going to actually uh, speak to you and, and words are going to come, words are going to flow in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank You, Lord. I thank You for the songs. I thank You for the books. I thank You for the, the scripts and the articles. I thank You for the poems. I thank You for the spoken word. I thank You, I thank you for the sermons, oh God. I thank You for everything that is going to come out of this moment in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Are we all right? I felt that um, this is a bit weird, but I felt that um, God wanted to uh, bring some reversals. Um, and I felt that there were um, some, some stuff to do with um, old football injuries, old sports injuries, but old football injuries, old car crash injuries, just stuff that has happened in the past uh, where um, maybe you're carrying um, some influence because of abuse of alcohol or drugs and it's impacted your body or uh, the abuse in some other area has impacted your body, maybe impacted your emotions, um, maybe because of something that has happened in the past, you are dealing with um, uh, post-traumatic stress. And, and I just want to believe that God is going to do something 
in this moment. He's going to bring some reversals to injuries that have taken place in the past. Now listen, just because I've not mentioned your particular thing, believe God for whatever it is. All those things are are things that God has spoken to my spirit to, to create a moment like this. If there's something in you that says, oh, I wish you'd mentioned this or I wish you'd mentioned that, then I'd know it was me. No, it is you. It is you. Just believe, believe with me that there is something. God is going to reverse some things. That then during this year, there are some things that are going to be reversed in Jesus' name. I want to speak over somebody that, that, that God is going to give you wisdom. And, and, and I'm speaking into your heart about the cancellation of debt. You are in debt because of some poor decisions that you have making and God uh, made, and God is going to uh, bring a, a reversal to that scenario, and God is going to turn that around in the name of Jesus. He's going to take you from the red into the black in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I know you can't look too excited because you don't want anyone to know that might be you, but but that you know what I believe. I believe. That God, God is able, God is going to bring some great reversals to the glory of His name. So you respond, I'm going to pray. If you want to stand, stand. If you want to sit, sit. Do what you need to do to respond to God. But do something to let God know, hey, count me in to this prayer in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe that you have laid this on my heart. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name. And I stand with every person who is reaching out to you in their heart right now, believing, oh God, that you are going to bring a great reversal in their situation, whether it's to do with an old football injury or an old sports injury. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing that that thing will be reversed in Jesus' name. Father, whether it's to do with an old car crash injury or or something to do uh, with uh, illness or a something physically that's been impacted by abuse of alcohol or drugs in the name of Jesus or whatever it is, Lord, I believe that you are bringing a great reversal in the name of Jesus, that healing would come by the power of your Spirit. Holy Spirit of God, do what only you can do. Father, as I release this Word, I believe that you by the Spirit will seek out like a heat-seeking missile, whoever is, whoever is ready to receive the Word of God, the healing of God into their heart and life. I pray for those who have been traumatized, who, who maybe are carrying post-traumatic stress, those who are, are carrying flashbacks, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, Father, that you'll bring a reversal, that, that such would be the healing, such would be the transformation, that it was like that thing never happened. In the name of Jesus, Father, I am trusting you that you're gonna make a way now in Jesus' name. Father, is anything too hard for the Lord? Some might say it's impossible, but I've come to declare that that which is impossible with man is possible with God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we believe You, Lord, for complete and utter healing and for complete and utter reversal. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. If I wanted to pray as well. That bit that um, I sought the Lord and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Fear and anxiety. I don't know, it just seems to me that quite a lot of us in 2019 were battling fear and anxiety. 
And, and I, I don't believe that, that 20, God wants 2020 to be the same. I don't think He wants us to carry some of that baggage into a, into a new year and a new decade. Now, look, look what the Word says. Uh, it, it, is, it, it comes from a context of, of praise. It comes from a context of seeking God. It's not just about saying, I won't be afraid, I won't be afraid, I won't be afraid, I won't be afraid. It's not, I don't have the power to change that. But as I praise God, as I walk in a place of praise, as I glorify the Lord, I sought the Lord and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. I want to believe with somebody that that, bat, that that battle that you've had with fear and anxiety during the last year, in Jesus' name, as you, as you determine to be someone who praises God, as you determine to be someone who seeks the face of God, God is going to deliver you from all your fears. If I'm talking to you, I'm just going to get you to stand where you are and I'm going to pray and, and believe God. amazing thing isn't it that when you come to pray about fear and anxiety and it, you now have fear and anxiety about responding in an environment like this because what will people think what will people think well let me tell you something I had to battle that myself in the last year I had to battle fear I had to battle anxiety over numbers of things and I know that God has helped me and that, so I'm praying from a place of faith. So don't let fear of what other people think stop you receiving your miracle. Do you know what I'm a little bit tired of? I'm a bit tired of a church that pretends it's got itself all together. That we just look so good on the outside and we hide our pain and we hide our battles. Meanwhile, God is looking to reach down in your soul so that we don't live pretending everything's all right so that things actually are all right. Things that actually are okay. So that we're living a reality. God is a God who sets us free from our fear and anxiety in the name of Jesus. So Father, over each of these people who are responding, Lord God, I speak this word and believe with them. The Father, just along with the Psalmist, He said, I sought the Lord and He delivered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, for the, the courage of these people to stand in the assembly and say, hey, count me into that prayer because I've battled some stuff. I've had to deal with some stuff. There is some stuff I'm not sure of. There's some stuff that I'm facing. But I believe God today that He is a God who is able. And I believe that He is a God who is able to set me free. He is a God who is able to give me hope for the future. So Father, we put our confidence not in ourselves, not in our own efforts, not in the flesh. We put our confidence in the one true living God. And Father, we believe that as we continue to lift You up, continue to put our attention on Jesus, continue to put our focus on Him, the Holy Spirit will help us. And bit by bit, day by day, moment by moment, step 
by step, He will deliver us. We were, there are some things that we fought last year that we won't have to fight this year because God has set us free. We, Lord, we, we close the door. We close the door on fear. We close the door and on anxiety in the name of Jesus. And Father, by the power of Your Spirit, we, we, we rise up against every plot and plan of the devil. Everything where the enemy would seek to hold us back and hold us down. Everything where the enemy would seek to make us live small and, and try and make us to live safe uh, in case something goes wrong. In the name of Jesus, we are not going to live afraid that things go wrong. We're going to live bold and confident that in the name of Jesus, it's going to go right. In Jesus' name, where the enemy has tried to convince us it will go wrong, we prophesy in Jesus' name that it will go right. This year will be different. This year will be different, not because of me, not because of my efforts, but because of my God. This year will be different. I prophesy over myself. I believe God, I believe the Word, and I believe it will be so in Jesus' Name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 God bless you. Do you believe it? Yes. Wonderful. If you believe it and you've prayed, then turn to someone and say, this year is going to be different. Honestly, that was pretty rubbish. It didn't sound to me like anyone was convinced. Like, this year... Things are going to be different. It's like you're just like a parrot saying it. I want, I want some people who mean it. Some people who actually mean what they're saying. That they're actually, it's like you're saying, like, I don't care what you think, but I'm telling you anyway, this year is going to be different. I need some of those people to speak up so I can hear you. Turn to someone, someone else and say, this year things are going to be different. That's better. In Jesus' name. Come on, my man. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. God is a God of breakthrough. So, I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about, about fasting. Um, because we're believing God. We're believing God um, as we, that we, we're going to commit ourselves to, uh, thanks Nathan. We're going to seek, we're going to seek him. It's a good thing to seek the Lord. Kind of seems obvious at the beginning of a new year to, to seek the face, to seek the face of God. And we choose to do that with fasting, which I'm, I'm going to explain to you, uh, very, very briefly. Um, because um, it's not, when we talk about fasting, we're not trying to give you something to be miserable about or, try, you know, we've had such a fantastic Christmas. We've eaten the quality street and the turkey and all that stuff. Um, hopefully not at the same time, but, you know, it's like, oh, man, I don't know that I want to come and talk about this now. Um, but I want to say that fasting is, is God's idea. Um, Jesus himself said, when, when you fast. In fact, the, in, if you go and look in Matthew 6, we haven't got time to 
look at it all now, but Jesus said three things, which should be the normal part of a walk with God. He said, when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. When you give, when you pray, and when you fast. So those three things, I say that they should be the normal part of a Christian life because he didn't say if. He didn't say if you pray or if you give or if, he said when. When you give, when you pray and when you fast. So in other words, there's an understanding that these are ingredients in your life. And in Matthew 6, verse 16, he says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face. You know, putting that in our terms, that means comb your hair, if you have it, to comb. Put aftershave on, put perfume on, shower, dress well. So it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will, will reward you. I love that because it, it, it's a statement that means that I'm not living, I'm not living for my immediate world, for, for the people around me. I'm living for someone beyond what can be seen. I'm living for God. Um, and fasting is a spiritual discipline. I mean, we, we choose to do that at the beginning of the year, but it's something that should be incorporated into all our walks with God. Um, and there are many benefits, of course, to do with fasting. Um, it seems to me that there is uh, much of the, the health world that has caught on to intermittent fasting and the understanding of how healthy fasting is. They're talking about it like it's a brand new thing and it's the latest, the latest thing. But you know what? It was God's idea, as I've said. It's been around for quite a long while. Um, and there are definite health benefits. I'm not here to focus on those things today because I want to talk about the spiritual benefits to actually fasting, which, you know, fasting opens the door to a deeper, more powerful relationship with God. It's not, it's not to do with the fasting per se. It's not that, that, that just opens the door that as I pray and as I come, as I come to His Word, something happens that it's like someone turns a light on and, and, and I'm sensitized in a way that I would not be um, uh, or if, if, if I wasn't fasting. Um, the, the, the idea is that as we, we, we hunger for food, sure, but we hunger for God more. Yeah. That I, I, I want God. I want Him to do something in me. I want Him to do something for me. I want Him to do something yeah. with me. Yeah. The focus is not how we suffer, but it's an opportunity for encounter. That's why... Uh, we shouldn't be approaching these. I mean, we're gonna fast. We're gonna fast God for a, a three days as 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 a church. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'll talk to you a little bit about that in a moment. 
Uh, it's, it shouldn't be that we approach it like, oh, okay. Oh, wow, what, what did he say now? How many? Uh, we're, it, we're, not, we're not supposed to approach it in, in, in that way. We should approach it uh, with a, a, degree, a degree of excitement because we understand that it's, it's worth doing without that because I get that. It's like it's worth going out with, going out, going without a couple of meals because I know that my relationship with God is going to be deeper. I might feel physically weaker, but I know that I'm being strengthened spiritually. As I fast, God helps me to differentiate between what I want and what I need. And there is a world of difference between often what I want and what I need. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. Important thing to point out, you know, like, well, if fasting's so good, why, if we get closer to God when we don't eat, then let's not eat. No, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, man, thank you, thank you, Lord. He didn't say that. Man shall not live by bread alone. So he's saying like, you do need bread to live, but you need something more than that by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So in other words, I am not just sustained by food. I think it's also important to understand that fasting is not a way of bribing or manipulating God to answer my prayers. You know, it's like, hey God, I'm, I'm really suffering here. I hope you're noticing that I'm going out without food. And, and I really need you to answer my prayers because I'm really suffering. It's not, it's not, it's not about that. It's, it's, it's not, we're not trying to impress God with our suffering. When I fast, I align myself with God. By putting him first, I position myself to hear his voice. When I put him first, I position myself to hear his voice more clearly. Fasting also provides an opportunity for God to recalibrate my life, to to press reset on my spiritual life. You know, things get out of shape, things drift. We, we find a gap forming between where I want to be and where I actually am. And, and entering into a spiritual fast helps me recalibrate my spiritual life. Get those godly principles back into my life. Because we, we can't avoid it. Even the things that we were praying for earlier, you know, it's, we all want God to set us free from our fears but we're not always as keen to do the other bits where I make a decision that no matter what, I'm going to praise God. Uh, we're not always as keen that, okay, I make a decision that no matter what, I'm going to put God first. So, so I've got to do those things. I bring my part, as it were, to the party. But, but then as I do that, God meets me. God, as when I fast, it ensures that I am not ruled by my appetites. But I'm, I'm led by the Spirit of God. 
And fasting helps reignite my passion for God. If you find that you've been a, a little bit sluggish in your spirituality, if you find you've been a bit sluggish, you know, not really as excited about God as, as you should be, then fasting gives me an opportunity to do something about that. God helps me to be more hungry for Him than we are for food. Because I've got a responsibility to oversee my life. When Paul was writing to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 9, he, he said this, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. That, that should be our attitude. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete. You know, Paul's saying to the Corinthians, he's saying, guys, you know, these people are disciplining their bodies for a prize that is going to fade, that's going to be of no value at all. So the fact that we spiritually discipline our body for an eternal value is, is, is something that we should be taking note of. If, if people would do it for an earthly prize, how much more should we be doing it for a heavenly prize? Fasting helps restore a healthy balance to our lives where areas of excess have crept in. Fasting helps bring perspective. I can't do this alone. I need God. It helps increase my awareness of my dependency on God. I want to say that Jesus was the Son of God and He fasted. Like, Jesus is the Son of God, and He prayed. <laughs> Just saying, I think if the Son of God prayed, that might be a bit of a hint for us that we also might need to. Uh, he was the Son of God, and He fasted. And, and when, he, when He was emerging from that fast, it empowered Him to overcome the direct and personal attack of the devil. To, to, to fast brings spiritual empowerment. It means, it helps us understand that we're not just living in this world with things that we can touch and see. We understand there's another world, a spiritual world that is very powerful and very real and impacts the physical world in which we live. Now, a normal biblical fast means that I go without food. I know that someone said, well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fast Facebook. Um, I mean, that's not a bad idea to, to focus on prayer if you're going to fast Instagram because you want to focus on prayer. But I, I want to say that, that um, we believe that a biblical fast is to do with food. Not least because when Jesus said this, there was no Facebook and there was no Instagram. Um, 
So we understand that we might feel through not eating um, physically weaker, but we will be spiritually stronger. And there's a couple of examples, you know, the book of Esther, Queen Esther fasted for three days because she had some big issues that she was facing. And that wasn't just an individual fast, that was a corporate fast. And they did, they did without, they did without food. And then there was in the book of Daniel, there was another kind of, of fast, which was more of a partial fast, that they they didn't eat foods from the king's table. They just ate vegetables. Uh, and, and drank water. Uh, that was also a viable fast. So what we're talking about is, uh, and, and everyone, uh, we're, on di- we're in different places, on, in, on different journeys. And I want to encourage us, because we're doing this, this as a church, then we all look to do something. Not, the, not just the least I can get away with. You know, I'm fasting twiglets over the next three days. You know, it's, um, it's you know, I think that we, we can look to engage wherever we have faith. It's only three days. Even, even if you did three days, I assure you, you will not die. Turn to someone and say, don't worry, you're not going to die. Now, I understand... That for some of you who find it difficult to go without a meal, without getting cranky, you know, I know that might seem too far. Well, if that's a bridge too far, then don't do three days. The point that I'm making is that we've got, you can do three days. You could do two days. You could do one day. You could do between sunrise and sunset over the three days. You could just fast lunch times over the three days. Or you could decide that you were just going to eat vegetables and drink water over those three days. I know that some people have to take medication and physically they're not able to go without food. But then then you could eat more simply. You could just eat vegetables or just eat bread or just eat some rice. You don't have to uh, like say, oh no, I can't fast, you know, and pop into McDonald's on the way to the prayer meeting. It's... um, it's, I think everyone can do something and everyone can get on board. Not because we're trying to make your life miserable. On the contrary, we're trying to get you to understand that God is wanting to engage with you with a new and fresh way, which is very exciting. Fasting must include prayer and reading the Bible. Otherwise, you're just starving yourself. It's about, it's a spiritual journey in which, will, in, which involves me engaging with God. Right. Fasting is also, has to be intentional. You can't forget to eat lunch. And they say, oh, I haven't eaten. Well, Lord, I just declare that a fast. <laughs> Lord, I just give that to you as a fast unto your name and to your holy name. Hallelujah, bless your holy name. No, you forgot lunch. You've got to make a decision. Um, and, and, you know, sure, you're going to feel hungry. But that, that, that hunger 
You know, Jesus points, has already pointed out to us that it's not just that we fast, but the attitude with which we do it. He's saying, hey guys, don't walk around looking miserable. Get your attitude sorted. You know, uh, we, might, we might find that uh, we, we have a little bit of a headache or we, we don't feel great. That's because actually our body is getting rid of toxins. That's why you must drink plenty of water. Drink, 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 drink. Plenty of water to flush out those toxins. You might find yourself in a, in a, in a, in a bit of a bad mood because you've not eaten and you're not used to it. You know, don't talk to me, I'm fasting. I'm believing for Jesus to do something in my life. Just leave me alone. Um, but I want to say that Jesus says, don't let your emotions dominate. That's what he said. He said, you're going to feel some stuff. Don't let those emotions dominate. Don't walk around looking miserable, looking for attention. You know, tough, eh? Yo, tough. Woo. Are you all right? I'm feeling, I'm feeling rough. You know, it's only 10 o'clock on the first day. You know, I, 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 don't think, I don't think that's what Jesus is saying. In the, the, I love it. In the message version, he put, it puts it this way, that when you go into training inwardly, act normally, act normally outwardly. I love that. When you go into training inwardly, act normally outwardly. This should be our attitude. Fasting may not be enjoyed, but it does not have to be endured. And the presence of hunger should serve as a reminder to pray, not to think about, oh, how long is this going on for? That's why we, we pray with a purpose. So we, we fast so that our hunger reminds us of why we're praying for spiritual renewal, for guidance, physical healing, emotional healing, to resolve a problem, that God will impact a situation for spiritual breakthrough, and so on, and so on, and so on. Every one of us should enter into a fast with a purpose, with an understanding of why we're doing it, believing God that we're going to come out the other side different. Now, we're going to make it, we're going to make it as easy as possible. And, and we understand that not everyone can get together. We get that. But we want to encourage you that somehow every one of us in some way will, will uh, make this a priority on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this coming week. We are going to gather on those evenings at our city site on Talbot Street. And I felt, I felt the Spirit of God speak to me about three areas that we are going to focus on over these days, we're going to meet from 7 till 8.15. And, uh, and the first night is going to be worship. We're going to focus on worship. I think um, to begin our days of prayer and fasting with worship is appropriate. It brings a focus on Jesus. And uh, if you were around Christmas, at Christmas uh, here, I talked about the fact that wise men worship and wise people still do. Worship is about being connected to our source, but worship is also about going ahead in the war. In 2 Chronicles 20, we, found, we find uh, that in verse 21, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise Him for the splendor of His holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. They went out at the head of the army 
The army was behind the worshippers. The worshippers went into battle first. So before we do anything, we're going ahead in worship as we prepare to battle, which is great because the next night, Wednesday night, is warfare. First one, worship. Next night, warfare. That's when we're going to contend for some stuff. We're going we're gonna to storm the heavens and we're going to bring our requests before God. We're going to stand against the spiritual forces that seek to interfere with the purposes of God in our lives. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So we're going to stand for our families. We're going to stand for our future. We're going to stand for our church and we're going to stand for the city. And then on our final night, on Thursday night, it's wait. So it's worship, warfare and wait. We are devoting this time to resting in His presence, to listening. Because the time of prayer and fasting isn't just shouting at God and telling Him what we want. It's an opportunity to listen. On that day, we're saying, we're here, Lord. Abide in me, John 15 says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. We, we are abiding in the presence of God knowing that is where our fruitfulness comes from. Now, each morning, uh, on Instagram, and I believe also on the, the website, we're going to put out a little devotional uh, to do with each of those areas. Uh, just a prompt, a little prompt to do with worship, warfare, and wait, so that each morning you'll have something pop in there, or if, you don't, if you're not on social media, it'll be on the website. And that will just help you to engage, because we understand not everyone's going to make it into pray. But if you can, if you can make it in for one of the nights, or you can only make it in for part of the evening. Just, just come and be part of family as we seek the face of God together. Remember, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. I will find Him, the Bible promises, when I seek Him with all my heart. So my challenge to you is, will you come and Will you stand with us this week as we seek God for an outstanding 2020? Will you stand with us as we seek God for ourselves and our family, for spiritual breakthrough, for breakthroughs in our personal life, in our marriages, in our families, breakthroughs in our health, breakthroughs in our finances? We will seek Him because He's worthy to be sought, to have a deeper relationship with him. And you know what? When I fast and pray, I'm showing God and I'm showing myself that I'm serious about God. And that's a great start to the year. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.